I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. One, two, clean. Hello. I'm so bad at intros every single time. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for assigning you the intro. Anyway, today we are so excited. We have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Eve Gay. So just to <laughs> just to put it in context, so Eve and I went to the same like elementary school, middle school, high school for a little bit, and I always thought she was the coolest person, best fashion, best style. And I obviously followed her on Instagram, and she goes to Pepperdine. And I saw they start a company beginning of pandemic. It was jewelry. And I am so bad at picking out jewelry. As you can see, I have like two things on. I was obsessed with it because it was so cool to me. I'd never seen anyone do that before, especially someone our age. So when we were looking for guests, I was like, there's no way I'm not going to ask her. So thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited. Everyone, welcome you. I'm so flattered. That was such an introduction. <laughs> so sweet. It's so nice when like people from home, especially like reach out to me and like follow my journey and stuff. So I always feel like so flattered. <laughs> no, I love it. Jacksonville is an interesting place, but I'm glad to see someone making it out, making it big. 
So tell us about you. Tell us about Pepperdine. Like, what are you studying? So, yeah, I am a senior at Pepperdine. I'm studying international management. I'm almost done. We only have like three more weeks left. I'm so excited. Um, I really enjoyed it. I like spent a year in Shanghai, my sophomore year. And it's been like, obviously, I mean, you guys go to school in New York. So, you know, it's not like the typical college experience, but it's different. And like, I'm really thankful that I went there and like, I liked it. I just did like my grad picks yesterday. So getting ready. <laughs> Are you in LA now for the semester or did you end up going home during the pandemic? No, I like went home during the pandemic and like kind of started stoned and then it kind of took off and I wasn't planning on staying home, but then stone kind of consumed my time and LA shut down. And I was like, there's no reason for me to go back. So I'm literally like, I've only been back twice before this for like my Playboy shoot and then for my Ireland Baldwin shoot. And now I'm just like moving out. I did like my grad picks and I'm literally like, if you could see my apartment, it is a mess. Like clothes are everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, I leave on Sunday. So. Oh my gosh, crazy. I can't even imagine, especially graduating right now. Do you guys have an in-person graduation or is like everything virtual? No, um, so we left in March and Pepperdine like didn't even play any games. They're like, we'll maybe see you in August. So everyone (laughs) kind of like left. And yesterday was like my first time like back on campus since the whole like pandemic. But I didn't, it was so weird. I'm like, this is crazy. I like totally forgot like where I was going. (laughs) But we're still like super shut down out here. So I don't think it's happening. That's so crazy to hear because New York City is so like, vibrant right yeah, now like I feel bustling like right now yeah like if you go out on a Friday or a Saturday every everybody's like you wouldn't even know COVID was existing I'm going like I'm gonna move to New York I was telling you guys in August and I was gonna sit at first I was gonna study at the GIA school in San Diego but I was like Southern California right now it's just not, not it. it and then I was like I've always wanted to move to New York like I might as well just do it and for some reason it seems like it's way more open which I could be totally wrong and it's not the LA and like Southern Cali just seems like a different place. Yeah. Like I'm going home to LA cause I moved there actually, um, tomorrow. And I'm like, it's gonna be so weird going from like going out every day or like going to get food to like being stuck in my house for a week straight. So I can't yeah, even imagine. It's kind of crazy, but it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> for Hopefully sure. soon everything will start opening up, but you'll see. Are you excited about moving to New York? Yeah, I'm so excited. Like it's, I was so close between like Pepperdine and like going to NYU or something like that. Like I've always loved the city and like, it's always been a dream of mine. And before COVID hit, I was supposed to intern in the city underneath like a fashion designer. I was super excited for it, but obviously COVID happened and my whole life plan kind of took a left turn. (laughs) So I'm really excited though. It'll be like such a great experience. Speaking of your life plan, how did everything get started with Stone? Did you, like, what was the inspiration for your business overall? What made you want to start it in general? What, how did you come up with the concept? And then what drove you to actually, actually, like, physically get started? Like I said, like, I really wanted to go into fashion. That's kind of what I thought I was going to do. And when my internship fell through, I kind of had to, like, reevaluate, like, what I was going to do. Right. And I was like, fashion's like very saturated. It'd be hard for me to like stand out, especially because I don't have a formal education in it. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just brainstorming. And literally I was like driving with my mom and I had like an epiphany. <laughs> and I was like, I want to start a diamond concierge service and fine jewelry line. I'm going to call it stone. 
And yeah, it kind of just like took off from there. She was like, I actually love that idea. I could totally see you in that role. And then I just started like working on it. I kept it like super low key. I didn't really tell a lot of people. And then I just like launched it on a whim. I was like, you know what? I don't really want to do like a soft launch. I'm just going to go for it. And like, I launched it and like immediately sold out of all my stuff. And I was like shocked. <laughs> like it was so crazy. I was like, oh my God, the response is amazing. And ever since then, I've just kind of been in like the fast track, like doors have just been opening and I just keep going through them. And it's just so crazy. So for those of our listeners who don't really know what stoned is, how would you give us like a brief description of what stoned is, how it works, etc. So stone is a fine jewelry and diamond concierge service. So I have like my fine jewelry line, which I love and is super fun. My tennis bracelets and all that. And then once I, I do like a little bit of my diamond concierge service. So I work with people like they're like, Hey, I want diamond studs for a thousand dollars. So I work with them. I find them. And if we can't find it, we can make it. And I kind of just help in that kind of sort And I also like, if you need help styling or anything like that, like our concierge service plays into that. And my main goal with that is to start doing engagement rings. That's really where I want to go. So I think after I do my like schooling and study diamonds and stuff, that'll be able to like take off and like, I'm really excited. (laughs) That's so funny because Sarah and I like nowhere near getting engaged whatsoever, but we spend hours a day on TikTok seeing each other rings for absolutely no reason <laughs> just in case it ever happened we'd know like this is what you I gotta want. send them to me so I can drop hints because I yes. do that to all my friends and their boyfriends I'm like hey so-and-so's birthday's coming up and I know she would love this this and this here's this this is this price range and this price range like tell me what you like I write the card like they love it so the people I work with me with my diamond concierge service like love it they keep coming back so that's great and I'm just trying to like hook them so when it's like that time they're like oh I'll just go to Eve it'll be so easy I love that Eve I need you in my life for this reason (laughs) literally I have no shame like my Instagram DMs are like embarrassing but I'm like who cares no I love it I'm like hey Christmas is coming up like if your girlfriend needs anything it's like Red didn't reply. I'm like, okay, so Valentine's Day is coming up. Your <laughs> <laughs> birthday next week. They're like, how do you know that? Oh, well, I know your friends God. love that. Yeah. I would love that. So, how does it feel being so young and navigating this business world? And also, do you feel like people throw that in your face a lot? Like, how does it feel being so young? And you're like, I'm not really that young. Like, I literally know exactly what I'm talking about because I feel that so much. Especially in like the diamond industry, it's very family generations heavily dominated so I'm like hey like trying to get these accounts and like come in and like some people are like how because it's all on the phone I can't see them in person because of COVID and they're like how old are you like you sound so young I'm like no 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 but I I know what's going on like I promise (laughs) like my jewelry was on the cover of Playboy and they're like okay but like we've never heard of you (laughs) or like is there anyone else we can talk to so that's kind of weird because I'm like I know what I'm doing. Okay. It's like blowing up. Just like, listen to me. Have you ever been asked like, can I speak to you like your superior, like your manager or something? Yeah. They're like, is this like the owner? I'm like, yeah. That's <laughs> so but yeah. So that's been interesting. And it's hard. Cause I feel like when I get nervous or I'm talking to like new people on the phone, you know, like, especially as like girls, I feel like I like giggle or my voice like goes up an octave. 
And in one of my classes, we were talking about that and they were like, yeah, you just have to practice, like stop saying like, which I'm so bad at. I did an interview and I read it and every other word I said, like, I was so embarrassed. (laughs) Like, can you please just cut that out? So I feel like I've kind of been working on sounding a little more firm on the phone. So people take me more seriously, but yeah, it's been interesting. And I always get asked like, how old are you? Are you still in school? So it's, I'm like flattered at the same time too. Cause I'm like, you know, starting something during school, it's hard. I'm like in between classes, like trying to make phone calls and stuff. So it's definitely interesting, but I like it. I'm having fun. So, so did you like learn about all the aspects of the business yourself, like through research or like, was it something that your family did or like, how'd you get into like understanding the business side of things? Yeah. So like my mom and like my grandpa and like my whole family's kind of like entrepreneurs. I feel like I've been surrounded by that. I've always kind of had like the entrepreneurial spirit in me. Um, my major necessarily didn't really help me. (laughs) Like I did like international management, which is like the easier way to do international business. So I feel like where I kind of skipped out, like I'm taking languages instead of like an accounting class. I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should have taken that accounting class. (laughs) Accounting's so boring though. Like, I know, but I look now and I'm like trying to file my taxes and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, we tried and I was like, I'm just gonna hire someone. I don't know what I'm doing. Cause like we're in the same place you were with like the podcast, like getting an LLC and doing all that on our own, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was like, what are we doing? And like building a website and doing Instagram. So like, but you're doing it so well. I remember when we started, I was like, your Instagram aesthetic, like the greens, the earth tones, it's gorgeous. Like, how did you end up like curating that, building an aesthetic, things like that? What a good question. Oh my, oh my God. Yeah, I like love, I ran my sorority's Instagram and I've always like loved Instagram. I mean, as like every girl does, <laughs> but I've like, I don't know when I came up with stoned, I was like, it just screams green to me. And that's kind of how I just wanted to build the whole like aesthetic, everything like a nice earthy tone, like jewel tones. And I could spend hours on my Instagram. Like I love it, especially once we do like all of our photo shoots and everything. It's just so fun. But the website's a whole different monster. I mean, that takes me hours too. And it's so hard, but thank God for Google. Literally, it's my best friend. (laughs) I was reading one of your website interviews and you were saying how like the websites were so expensive to like get going and you were like, thank God for you. Like you even said that in your other interviews. So that was nice to like make that. Thank God I had it. Because I mean, you guys websites too, like you could drop like 10 grand on a website and I totally see where like it would be so easy to do that. I'm like right now I'm trying to like save everywhere I can I'm like, okay, I'll just try to do it myself. I had to learn how to like code stuff. I'm like, oh my God. I'm so, I'm shocked it worked. Yeah, no, it looks gorgeous too. I was like, it looks like professional made it too. Well, we got professional. Thank now, you. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, so tell us about these shoots because I can't explain to you. So when I saw the Playboy shoot, it was gorgeous. Then I see Ireland Baldwin on your Instagram and I was like, okay, now this is insane. That was crazy. Yeah. I remember seeing that and I was like. <gasps> In the tennis shoot, loved it. But so explain to us the Playboy because I think that was like the first big one I saw. Yeah, so pretty much like a connection I made at Pepperdine. She's like an amazing photographer. I kind of reached out to her because I was like, hey, you know, I started this jewelry company and I'd love to shoot with you. And she was like, oh my God so random I'm shooting playboy in like three days would you want to be a part of it 
And I was like, yeah, I would love to. And she was like, okay, perfect. We're literally looking for a jewelry person. Like it could not have been like better timing. So I was like, so nervous for it too. Cause this was like my first big shoe. It's literally playboy. It's not like yeah. some little like, oh, okay. It's playboy. It's like iconic. So I was so nervous. I like flew out to LA. I had never like met the photographer, any of the people in person. And they all were like dying over the jewelry. Like, Oh my God, do you have a showroom? Like, when can we pull from you? I was like, I literally started this like a month ago. That's insane. That's how you know it's meant to be. That's a dream. That's any entrepreneur's dream come true. Yeah, it was insane. And it was like so magical. And that really like helped me. Like people started taking me more seriously. Cause obviously when you say playboy, like it's a known name. Everyone dies. So that was amazing. And then like the Ireland Baldwin thing, like kind of same thing, just like fell into place. I like started working with like this amazing modeling agency. It's called Newmark Models. Ireland signed with them. And the team was like unreal. It was the best thing. Like I was so honored that she would want to like rep my brand. And she like sent me such a sweet DM and like thanked me. I was like, oh my God, thank you. That is insane. You nailed it. So it was insane. And she's just been so like genuine and nice about like posting. Like I haven't even asked her to do anything. And she just like wears her pieces all the time. So it makes me so happy. I love that. That's awesome. How do you feel like rising up so quickly in your business? How does that personally make you feel? Do you feel like you've accomplished everything you've wanted to accomplish because even if you did say that I'd be like yeah you definitely did yeah like damn (laughs) yeah literally or do you feel like always this ever kind of like growing sense to evolve or like do you feel famous like what do you feel I definitely don't feel famous at all (laughs) but I feel like super happy like when I saw the playboy cover I like woke up to it and I was like so happy I like cried because I was like oh my god like this is going so fast for everyone involved in that shoot you know it's a dream it's like iconic so that was insane and then it's kind of just been like doors have been opening and I just keep going through them and I'm like okay this is what I meant to do because these things keep falling into place so it's just kind of like crazy I don't know it's like I'm so happy it's like getting the response and stuff. It's so overwhelming. So with things starting to open back up and kind of like transitioning out of the pandemic, what are your goals or visions for Stone like in the upcoming months, the rest of the year, et cetera? So this summer, I'm actually going to be featured in Luxury Card Magazine, which is going to be really big for me. So I'm really excited. I think that will be like huge. I can't wait for it to come out. And then I don't know, like it's, I'm going to definitely do like more events and stuff locally in Jacksonville for sure. And try to just kind of like once, you know, things June 15th, like California is opening up and once start like things start opening up, I'm hoping I can do more events I'm doing. I've been like in the charity events I did too. So that's been great. And like, I was on the radio for like this poker thing. So I'm hoping I can just do like more events and like, be out a little bit more because that's when it's like the best to meet people and like interact and like have them learn about the brand like meet me you know and then they can like tell their friends it only takes like one person (laughs) so the word of mouth you know yeah specifically regarding events because I love that you brought that up we're obsessed with events over here at crying in public what it would be your dream event to go to and to do either a concierge for or to get uh the like celebrities or people pull pieces from oh I don't know that would be so hard 
I hope one day I'm able to like maybe have a store or like be in more stores and do like pop-up events because I think those are so fun and like I love going to like pop-up stores and they're always so like cute and aesthetic and I feel like stones could be great <laughs> so hopefully I'm able to like do stuff like that I think once I'm like totally finished with school so that'll be in like a year once I'm done with my graduate program I'll be able to like fully devote like 110% of my time and like host events and like you know, do pop-up shops. I'm hoping I can go like all over the country, <laughs> you know, these are like my big dreams. So I got to manifest it, <laughs> but it would be so fun. And like, just to travel and like have more people know about Stone would be great. Your graduate program in New York, is it more focused on like designing the jewelry or like, you know, understanding like the stones, things like that? Like how does the program work? Uh, so I'm going to be studying diamonds. Like I'm going to become a graduate gemologist. So I'm going to study like all the gems, but with my focus on diamonds, which will be really cool. And I've kind of like, I designed like my first couple of pieces, which I was like super excited about. And I'm not an artist by any means. So it was like, <laughs> you know, it's hard to get like what's in here down on paper. Yeah. So I'm hoping that like, I'll learn a little more about that. So I draw my pieces. Yeah, I'm like super excited. It'll be very interesting. I really don't know what to expect, but I know it's very strict and like rigorous. Yeah. I can imagine di- designing my own pieces. Like I know. I'd like diamond in the middle. That's all I know. I'm no artist either. Like the only thing that I can draw ever is a stick figure. So props to you on even attempting. <laughs> it's rough. I'm like, okay, so here's the vision. Everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> do you think you want to stay in New York after school or like go back to LA or travel? I'm not sure. I know. I don't know if LA is my home. I mean, I enjoyed my time in Malibu, but I don't know if it's my home, maybe like by coastal or like you know, I love Florida. I think it's like booming right now. So, and I've always loved Texas, but we'll see. Yes. We'll see where the wind takes me, honestly. I love that. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. So for girls who know nothing about jewelry, aka me, how do you like recommend you start building a collection? Like what pieces do you start with? How to grow upon that? Like where do you start? Or what would you recommend? So the biggest shift I've like seen when I was doing, you know, my business plan and like market research is there's been like a huge shift where like girls used to wait for their boyfriends or fiancés or husbands to buy them a piece. And now we're seeing like the single female just like making her own money. She's going to buy her own diamonds and stuff, you know? So it's been great to like watch my friends who have like been my biggest supporters, like buy their first pieces of fine jewelry because it's really exciting. And then we're like able to build a collection to like, One of my best friends, she bought her first piece of fine jewelry was a tennis bracelet, which was my one carat signature one. And from there, we've like started to add, you know, she got a white gold tennis bracelet. We added some other gold bracelets, you know, she got studs. So we're kind of just building it. And the best thing about fine jewelry is you can always upgrade it. So like if you're spending money on cheap jewelry, it's never going to last. Like you're just, it's going to tarnish, it's going to break. And then you just like kind of throw out money where like fine jewelry. So like she got her one carat signature tennis bracelet. I was like in a year or two, if you want, we can try you know, sell that one and upgrade it and like get a bigger one. And, you know, people do that with their engagement rings or like studs. Cause like it holds its value. It's like a currency. So you'll always be able to like upgrade it. And I think that's like the best way to like sell people to find jewelry. It's so different, especially having like a real piece of jewelry. It's something you can like pass on and keep forever. So that was really nice. Such a good answer. I was I know. literally not expecting that. Made that made me very like dreamy. I was like, I was like, maybe she can have a bracelet. So like sweet because I've like had some moms reach out to me and be like, I want to buy my daughter like her first piece of like fine jewelry. Like I don't know where to start or you know, this girl I'm in class with, she just bought her first pair of diamond studs and she gave me a budget and she was like, I don't even know if this budget is realistic. And I was like, of course it is. We're gonna make it work. Like if you want the diamond studs and this is your budget, I'm going to try to get you the biggest bang for your buck. So it was like really exciting. She was like, I'm just sick of like the cheap ones and they keep breaking. I'm like, yeah, you probably spent like so much money replacing them. And now you realize you just need to switch to fine. Exactly. So for the concierge side of things, do you do that for your website or through Instagram? Is there like a formal way of like approaching you about that? There is so many different ways. So you could do it on my website. You can email us, you can DM us, text me, like call me any. (laughs) <laughs> any way you can get a hold of me I'll answer and I'm on it and we'll make sure to like plug all of your like socials and things like that at the end of the episode oh, yeah. Yeah. in the description social media etc so 
can help. help yes. So that's that. like, yeah, I answer my DMs like crazy. I'm like, what's up? Okay, I got it. <laughs> you were so responsive. I was like, yeah. oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm immediately like searching. I'm like, oh my God. I get like so caught up in it. I'm like, I have to find the perfect pair. I love that though. I check yeah. my DMs so often that sometimes I purposefully wait like 20 minutes so they don't think I'm like psycho. You guys get DMs. That's You're it. like watching them type. Yeah. yeah, literally. All my DMs are you, so. Oh, good, good. Um, I do have a question though about entrepreneurship specifically because I I mean, we talk about entrepreneurship so much here on our episodes. What is your favorite part so far about being a boss, entrepreneur, and what's your least favorite part? Like, what's been the biggest challenge? I wouldn't say I have a least favorite part, but like, there's definitely been challenges, especially, you know, like in school doing this, it's so much time because like I have assignments piling up and then I'm like, oh, I'd rather be like working on stone or like using my time elsewhere. So I think just like my time management with school plus work is difficult, but we're managing. But my favorite part is definitely just seeing my vision like come to life. I feel like it's like having a baby and you guys probably feel the same way with this podcast. Like it's literally like you had a baby (laughs) and you're raising it. And now people are like, oh my God, like your baby's talking or like, I don't know, something monumental at walked. Yes. Yeah. Every, every milestone, we're like, ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have this, like, uh, disease where every milestone disease. we have, we have to go out to, like, a restaurant and spend, like, $400. Yes, for absolutely no reason. We just like eating food. But, like, that's one thing about New York, though. Yeah. Different than LA in a little, in, like, kind of a weird sense is, like, mm-hmm. we're obsessed with, like, finding new things to do here or, like, new restaurants or new events or new yeah. whatever. So, yeah. I'm excited for you to experience that because I'm sure you're going to I know. I'm so excited. I got, like, a taste of it when I was in China, and I, like, loved the city life. It's just so much fun. Like, LA doesn't really have that. Like, you always have to – I hate driving. Yeah, I feel you. I have to get in my car. So, especially the traffic here, I'm like, oh, my God. Two hours to go to dinner. Like For no reason either. So, like, what have you learned so far that you wish you knew when you'd first started that you think would have helped you? If I would have taken like accounting classes, yeah, <laughs> I know, like, the opposite of what anyone wants me to say. <laughs> I'm like, maybe if I would have paid attention to my accounting class or like taken a coding class, because I feel like those skills are like so valuable and they save you so much money. I mean, we all know how to run an Instagram. Like for us, that's kind of like second nature. But when I get on my computer and I'm like, oh my God, it's time for me to figure out how to like add my Pinterest tag. I'm like, shoot, maybe I should have like taken a class or I don't even know if they have classes like that. But that kind of stuff is like very challenging and hard. Yeah, like I took a podcasting class this January and I was like, if I had done this like a year and a half ago, it would have saved me so much time, an entire summer, tears, sweat, blood. And I just, I wish I'd done it before. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that's not what anyone wants to hear. It's like, yeah, take that class. Exactly. No, literally. Because in the moment you're like, especially, well, I can't speak for you, Eve, but I can definitely speak for like myself and Sydney for sure. When we first started this, we were like, oh my God, we know everything there is to know about podcasting because we had the creative part down. But then when it got to the practical knowledge, we were like getting our mics and we were like, oh, what do we do? So I totally get, I totally get that. Part I of think, it yeah sure. because like you have the creative idea and that's 
the best part of it. Like as long as you have the idea, you'll figure out a way to execute it, but it would be nice to kind of have those tools ready. <laughs> I like like a little, someone to guide me along, tell me right. what to do. Just yeah. your hand a little bit. We learn along the way. Yeah. So you mentioned that you were like super trying to manage everything with school and, and uh, the website and everything like that. Uh, what is like, what is like your top time management skill that you can tell our listeners about that you credit your success to? Um, so I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just out here giving like, I feel like there's like some like tips or tricks, but like, I'm like such a bad procrastinator. Even right now, like I'm literally moving out on Sunday, like packing my life up in California, moving out. And I'm like, ah, I can like, this can wait a little bit longer. It's not Saturday, <laughs> but I feel like I work best under like stress and pressure, which probably isn't the best for like my mental health and stuff, but <laughs> that's kind of the way I like to do it. But I guess what I'm doing, like when I'm doing stone and it's something I love and I'm excited about, and you guys probably feel the same way about the podcast. It like, doesn't feel as stressful. Like it's more like almost like when I'm working on my website or my Instagram or like, it's kind of therapeutic in a way. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I love to do this. Like, I'm so excited for like to drop a new item and like, someone like see it and be excited too so it's different than like turning in an assignment yeah no, I feel that. Sure. or like writing an essay yeah so like slightly off topic but still on topic so you had <laughs> eve's closet your instagram account yes. are you still gonna do it is there a future for it are you focusing solely on stone so i like loved eve's closet and i kind of thought for like a hot second that's where i wanted to go into fashion so i was like well maybe i could like be a stylist or something like that like i have the clothes for it but yeah eve's closet it's been hard to like keep up with i'm like just selling it on my like close friends because i'm like okay i don't have time to ship right now like if you're in la you can come and grab it but we'll see maybe once school settles down i can work on eve's closet because like your girl has so many clothes. No, I'd be like, I wish I was her size or I wish I was literally above the height of five one so I could buy that. And then reload it and it's sold. And I'm like, oh, oh, never, no. mind. never mind. But I think Eve's closet really helped me. Like I learned so much just doing that. And I mean, Poshmark and all those things where you sell clothes, it does like teach you valuable skills, even though it seems kind of silly, but like having to package items and do tracking numbers and like you know, be responsive when someone's like, hey, this didn't come or where is it or what size is this? I like had my big East closet sale at home. Like I would do in my driveway and that would take me so long to prepare for because I would like tag literally like a clothing store. I would like tag all the stuff and like put my prices on it. So it taught me a lot and I think it's good, but we'll see. I'll, I'm going to try to keep up with it because if all this stuff doesn't go... <laughs> Right now, I'm like, Eve's closet is about to be popping off. I love that. <laughs> so speaking of, I know you said that you chose fine jewelry over fashion because the fashion industry is way too oversaturated. Did anything specific draw you to fine jewelry over any other industry? Because there are like millions of industries out there. Is there something about fine jewelry that really like connected or resonated with you? Yeah, so I've always been like a huge fashion person. I've And I just recently like got really into jewelry my nana had a stroke over covid and she's always been like a huge jewelry collector like just loves it and she started giving us you know her jewelry I mean she's fine but she started giving us the jewelry because she wanted to see us enjoy it while she was still here and I just kind of like fell in love with that I don't know I was like this is so sentimental because like 
it gets passed on from generations and it's durable and like I just I have a thing for like estate pieces and vintage pieces too because I just think the craftsmanship like it's just so different so that's kind of how I like really like started loving it and was like wow like this is so fun it's so sentimental like you know, when I start doing engagement rings, I'm going to be like one of the only people that know that someone's getting engaged. Like that's huge. That's the start of like their life. So it's super intimate, which I'm really excited too. Like, I just love that like connection. And I feel like it's a connection for life. Like my friends, I'm like, you guys are stuck with me forever because I'm going to do your engagement rings. I'm going to do all your jewelry. <laughs> getting a bad ring is like my biggest fear. And that sounds literally so shallow. But it's like, how do you tell someone like this, this, this ring is not it, you know, it's such like a personal thing. Like everyone I know has a very specific style when it comes to their engagement ring, like yeah. oval, diamond per- princess cut, cut yeah, pear shaped, whatever. So I've been imagine. like keeping tabs on all my friends. I'm like, okay, so when the time comes, I'll have your folder ready and be like, listen, <laughs> I don't want anyone to have that. I'm like, we're going to make the perfect ring. Like for everyone, I feel like the little FBI agent in me. (laughs) I'm like taking notes of what everyone likes. I feel you. I had to tell my boyfriend what an engagement, like he didn't understand that there is like the engagement ring and the wedding band. Cause I was like, oh, emeralds and aquamarines are like super big for engagement rings. And I like posted a poll on like my Instagram that was like, would you want a different stone for an engagement ring? And he was like, oh, well it doesn't matter. Cause like, that's just the first ring. And then you get another one at the wedding. And I was like, no, it's yeah, not, not how it works. works. My boyfriend didn't know that until yesterday. Can you, literally yesterday, April twenty first. I think my guys like you don't need a diamond. I was like, who said that? Yeah. I went too. So <laughs> let's let's rediscuss that. So speaking about like you helping your friends, like who's your ideal customer? Is it like someone you can work with like over a long period of time, or like is it the guy getting his girlfriend a ring, or the girl building her own collection? Like, what's your like ideal customer you like market to? So I don't discriminate. Whoever likes my jewelry, I'm your girl. Okay, we'll find you a piece. Don't worry. <laughs> but I think it's really fun when I do my concierge service and we're buying something for like a present because I just feel like it's really exciting. It's like, oh, is she gonna like it? And then I'm like, you have to keep me updated and like. I have been working with this one guy who's been like a great customer and I saw his girlfriend and she was decked out all the jewelry and it made me so happy. So I was like, oh my God, okay, so we're doing it right. Like you do love it. And she's like, I love it. Like I wear everything. So that's really fun. And then of course, I don't know. It's so different when like girls are like shopping just with girls too. Like when I do my trunk shows and stuff, I feel like there's jittery like funness. So I love dealing like, with all my friends when I do my trunk shows and of course moms it's always a good time when like the moms (laughs) get it and I'm like yes let's buy some stuff it's like when you come to New York we'll be having one of those sessions we'll be getting something um for young women who want to either start a business go into the fashion industry the jewelry industry what advice do you have for them I think my biggest piece of advice is like nothing is going to be perfect And I feel like if you wait for perfection, it's never going to come. And then, you know, the idea or something, it's going to pass. So that was like my biggest thing with Stone. My mom was like, I was so worried about like the website and everything being perfect. And she was like, Eve, it's never going to be perfect. So you might as well just like launch it, see what happens. And like, if there's little bumps in the road, you just fix them as you go. So I feel like that kind of like hampers like a lot of people because you know, you're so worried about like the response and if it's going to be good enough. I'm like, okay, you just need to like get it out there and people will like 
support you. And like, I mean, I bet you guys felt like the same way with the podcast and stuff too. Like you just have to like throw yourself out there. And like, so far the responses have been great. Like not everyone's going to love it. Every someone's going to have something to say, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, exactly. Like with the podcast, I had like one of my boyfriend's friends came up to me and he was like, you know, you should tailor it a little more, a little bit towards men. And I was like, why? What? <laughs> Why would well, I? Do- uh, well, oh my gosh! Like it's, you, you yeah. clearly know nothing about the podcast. Why would I mean? And like, it's not like we discriminate either. We, you know, anyone who wants to listen or likes our content can listen. But like, in terms of target audience, we were like, oh my god! You know, yeah. men tell us that all the time. We're like, Ugh. yeah, they're like, you talk, you, you disparage men too much. And I was like, well, maybe you deserve to be disparaged. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's awful. I, that's awful. I'm joking for legal purposes. Um, so we kind of talked about it already, but like. What's, like, the next big thing for Stone, you think, like, future-wise? Like, is it a store? Is it, like, branching out to, like, different magazines? Things like that. So I'm trying, you know, to do as much as I can. But I would love to get in more stores. I'm in three stores right now, two in Jacksonville and then one in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So I'd love to, like, get in more stores, which I think would just be great, be able to, like, get the names, like, the name out there more. And of course, like do magazines or like celebrity collabs or something like that would be amazing. So we'll see. I like, I'm just open to anything like the journey. I'm just like, like on the ride. So we'll see. I mean, I like, didn't even think stone was going to like blow up like this, you know? So I don't know what to expect. And I feel like not having an expectation is the best because then you can't be disappointed. So yeah, that's literally so true. And I have a, a question for you re- relating to like my last question. Um, in a male-dominated industry, because the jewelry industry is obviously male-dominated, what are your, um, like how have you progressed in that? And like how have you dealt with that? And if you have any advice specifically relating to a male-dominated industry, that'd be great for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. I yeah, feel yeah. like I've only been met like, you know, once with like total resistance, whatever, like I reach out to like this guy to help me with some stuff. And he just kind of was like, eh, like, I don't think you know what you're doing. You sound really young. I don't really want to work with you, which honestly his loss. Cause I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm like having customers. Like I could, we could have made some money, but you're missing out, whatever you think I'm too young. So I don't know. And I also feel like jewelry is set, like, I'm like, you need like a female's voice in this. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like, who do you think wears it the most? <laughs> you know, I've seen like, I look up to like the ring concierge and like clear cut. Like I love them. I like a huge followers like forever. So I really look up to them because I'm like, okay, you guys are like paving the way. I want to be on this train too. Like we're switching it up. So it's really cool. It's exciting. I mean, I feel like you guys probably feel the same too. It's like new waters kind of, yes. but exciting. Every day is something new. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (coughs) 
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. I was going to ask, do you ever take things like that personally or if not even just like being in a male dominated industry, but like when you ever get negative feedback, how do you like, what's your advice on how to take it slash how to go from there and learn and grow rather than dwell on the, I feel like I have really thick skin. (laughs) I try to not let things get to me, which granted, you know, it will all come down one, you know, there's like one thing like sets you off and then I'm like crying for the next two hours over like my whole life. <laughs> but I feel like I have thick skin and I take everything with a grain of, grain of salt. And you always kind of have to like look at the source to where it's coming from. Why is there like a negative comment or like anything like that? And I try my best just like not like let it get to me or like not give it too much thought or anything like that. Cause you know, if you're like doing something right and people are like hating on you, I feel like that's a good, like not like a good sign, but I'm like, okay, I'm kind of on the right path. Like if you guys are talking about me, you know, let, let them, them (laughs) like if you send my Instagrams, you know, at least it's getting more eyes on my face. Exactly. (laughs) And he presses good press. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, whatever you have to say, I mean, you know, you might be talking to the wrong person and they might like stone or like fall in love. So yeah, you just can't let it get to you. I mean, people are going to say whatever they want to say. So in, in terms of next steps, so are you looking to like design your own jewelry? Like what pieces are you like wanting to do most? Like engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, et cetera. So I just designed my first ring. It wasn't an engagement ring, but it was, I'm really excited about it. And I'm like really excited to go through the whole GIA program and then do my engagement rings and stuff. You know, right now I'm focusing heavily on like my tennis necklaces and tennis bracelets, just cause like they're such a classic style and I feel like they got forgotten. And I'm like, we got to bring them back. Like I'm obsessed with mine. I literally wear them all the time, stack them, everything. 
And I really love like vintage styles, things like that. So I think when I start designing, I'll try to like include that in my own pieces. So what are your like staple pieces on your website? People who are going to go look at it after, like what are your like top three styles you have to get? Okay. My top three, I feel like that every girl needs and we'll, I'm not going to go like crazy, crazy, but (laughs) a solid pair of earrings. I feel like that make or break an outfit, something you can wear all the time that just is like sophisticated. Of course, my one carat tennis bracelet, I get complimented all the time. It's an easy way just to look like elevated and like, I don't know. I love it. I stack it. I mix all my medals. Like I wear that every single day and I get so many compliments on it. Cause okay. So like tennis bracelets, everyone used to wear like the really, really big ones, which of course I love like put 10 carats on your wrist. Like I'm here for it, but (laughs) no one's really seen like the really, really skinny ones. And I just feel like it's so dainty and cute. And then another big one, which has been like one of my big sellers has been like my little stone green pendant, which is super cute. It's just gold, little green gem in the center. It's a perfect like layering piece because I love to layer all my necklaces. You can't see me, so I don't know how to like describe this, but you guys got it. For sure. (laughs) Well, Eve, I think that's about everything we have for you. So thank you so much for coming to join us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. And I can't wait to be in New York and like actually like meet you in person. Yes, drinks on us. (laughs) Yes, drinks on us and the diamond rings on you. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Send me what you're looking for so I can like send it to your boyfriend. Yes, I'll give you his Instagram too. Um, All right, listeners, you can find Eve at her personal Instagram, Eve underscore G-A-Y-O-1. You can also find her at her Stone Fine Jewelry account at Stone Fine Jewelry and at Eve's Closet at Eve's Closet with two underscores. And her website is StoneFineJewelry.com. You can reach out to her either on her Instagram or her website and she will respond very quickly. (laughs) So thank you so much again. It was a real pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you guys. It was so fun. Such a good recap. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 